coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I was now all these bad things when he made me feel like I was on top of the world, like I was the best thing ever. That is confusing to someone, you know, for you to be in a position of someone once admiring you and showering you with nothing but terms of endearment and acting like you're the best thing since sliced fucking bread. Someone to go from that to suddenly go to acting like you ain't shit and like you've done everything wrong and you're trying to figure out what you've done wrong and you're trying to figure out why they don't love you no more. You can't help but try to figure out what the why is in that. You know, it's hard for you to compute in your mind, you know, what they're doing and to be like, Oh, they're treating me wrong. I got to go. No, that's why I said it's hard to break this because someone has groomed you to depend on them. And I feel like that the reason for them to do that is that they want to break you down. They want to see you being broken down over them. That in a twisted way, that's like love to them. So they like, okay, look at her acting a, a plump fool over me. Or look at her crying her eyes out over me. I got control over her now. And it's like they twisting around like you were the problem. You the problem is you is you. It's not fair to say the least. It's confusing to say the least. It's manipulation to say the least. But that's what happens. And so how do you break free from all that, you know? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. And today, y'all, we're talking about trauma bonds. And this was something that was on my list to talk about um, soon. I just had to compile my thoughts and I still don't think I have my thoughts compelled for this, but I'm going to try my best because, y'all, breaking a trauma bond is not easy. It's I want you to know that it is very difficult. It's not like your typical relationship to where you can just walk away like, okay, I'm done. You know, and everyone's trying to tell you, like, why don't she just, why doesn't she just leave? Why, does, why doesn't she just leave him alone? And why is she still there? And she needs to just love herself. You know, they tell you the typical things like that. But it's like... Breaking a trauma bond is not your typical relationship at all. I've had my trauma bonds that I've had to break. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't like it just a snap up, I'm up and I'm leaving. You know, time I feel, time I realized that this isn't right for me. It didn't happen that way. So I'm gonna try my best to put into words how to break it. And I'm and 
and I'm going to put it in as layman terms as possible. And I want you to know that even after hearing this and what I'm about to tell you about term bonds and how to break it, even with me telling you this, you may not still just get up and walk away from your trauma bond. So I don't want you to feel like that you didn't receive the message well or that you're just too weak or something's wrong with you. It's none of that. It's not an easy thing to do. So I just want to start off with that. So someone asked me in my Instagram um, when I posted a poll about what I should talk about on my podcast. I posted about two, three weeks ago or so. And someone mentioned this. I'm like, that was exactly what I was going to talk about eventually. So, I think it's time to talk about it now. Um, it's going to be a very deep episode. Um, some people may argue that all my episodes are deep. But, I mean, this one is just really deep to me and really near and dear to my heart. And I wanted to take my time about getting this content together for this and be careful about what I say and how to portray it and how to... And how to convey what I want to say to you all. Because, y'all, it's it's so deep. Sherman bonds are so deep. It is. And I don't want you to feel ashamed or feel bad or feel sad or feel any of the things that people try to push over on you or deflect on you or whatever. I don't want you to feel any of those things. I get it. It's it's hard. And so, let's first get into what, what are trauma bonds. It's not where two people connect over their trauma or share trauma that's not exactly what it is i often hear people say it is that like you know it's a trauma bond you know we we connected over trauma they he had trauma i had trauma we connected over trauma it's not exactly it so let's get into the definition and this is a definition that i like pulled from um the internet i don't remember where i got it from so forgive me if this is someone's definition but it's like one of those psychology pages I don't remember what. I was just copying and pasting, getting some notes together. I've been I've been trying to get this together for like the last two weeks. That's why, forgive me, forgive me. I didn't have an episode last week because I'm trying to get my thoughts together for this. I wasn't just in the headspace. I didn't know what to talk about. I'm not going to get on here and do a podcast just because I'm trying to hear and get content out. If I don't have the words to say, if I don't feel the downloads, if I don't feel it, I'm not going to talk about it. So I gather myself up today. And I feel like I'm ready to talk about it. So that's what we're going to do. So what is a trauma bond? Let's get into that first. Trauma bonding is a psychological response to abuse. It occurs when the abused person forms a connection or relationship with the person who abuses them. The person experiencing abuse may develop sympathy for the abusive person, which becomes reinforced by cycles of abuse, followed by remorse. When someone's main source of support is also their abuser, a trauma bond can develop. An abused person may turn to the abusive person for comfort when they are hurt, even if the other person was the one who caused it. Here are the signs of trauma bonding. The main sign that a person has bonded with an abuser is that they try to justify or defend, defend the abuse. They may also agree with the abusive person's reasons for treating them badly, try to cover cover for the abusive person, 
argue with or distance themselves from people trying to help, such as friends, family members, or neighbors, become defensive or hostile if someone intervenes and attempts to stop the abuse, such as a bystander or police officer, or be reluctant or unwilling to take steps to leave the abusive situation or break the bond. That's what trauma bonding is, and that's and those are the signs of trauma bonding. So, I don't have any more notes after that. This is all coming straight from the heart, from the dome, from the mind, from the downloads. I'm asking God to just guide my words with this because it's so hard to break a trauma bond, but it can be done. I've done it, I think, I guess twice because I've had two really bad toxic relationships back to back. But it's like if someone were to ask me on the spot, how'd you break a trauma bond? I would be in a loss for words because it's so intricate. It's so deep. It's so many layers to it. As you can see, there's just like a short version, a version of um, trauma bonds and what they are and how to break it and whatnot. That's just a short version. It was a whole lot. It was a whole like web page of it. But that's that's the main thing. So trauma bonding happens, I feel like. It depends on the beliefs you already have about yourself and the beliefs you have about love, relationships, and whatnot. Because what happens is that love bombing is one of the first steps that happens in the trauma bond. That's the first step. Love bombing can happen to anyone. You don't have to be, you know, have had a bad upbringing. You don't have to have had... Anyone, basically what I'm saying is anyone is subject to being love bomb. But we all are going to react to it differently more than likely. So that's the first step. Like the first step in it is when you're being love bombed and you fall for it. And when they love bomb you, it's like. It's how they basically try to get you in the abuser. Now. You may be questioning, do they know they're doing this? Or do they understand that they are being manipulative? Are they trying to love bomb me? I don't know the answer to that. The thing is, though, what keeps... That's one of the first steps that's keeping us bound to in, you know, in trauma bonds. Is that we're too busy trying to understand the why. And we're too busy trying to understand them. And why they may be behaving how they are. Why they may be treating us how they are. Or why they may be inconsistent. Why one minute they were love bombing us. And the, and the next minute they aren't. And we start making our own ideas in our head. Like oh they just had a rough upbringing. Or oh they just been through a lot. Oh they got a lot on their plate. Oh they've been through a lot of trauma. You know we start trying to understand so much. About what could be possibly be the reason. Why they're treating us the way they are. And why one minute they act like they really liked us. And wanted to be with us or loved us or whatever. And the next minute they're not. So we're trying to think of all these ideas in our head. And we're creating our own narratives around it. And we're letting it be the story. Instead of it just being the what. Which is what are they doing to me. Like how are they treating me. You know, we're not focusing on that and realizing that how they're treating me is not okay. What they're doing to me is not okay. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. You know, we'll understand it doesn't feel good. And we'll understand that it's not okay. 
but will justify in the next breath like well it's because of this and it's because of that well it's because they've gone through a lot they had a bad upbringing and they have a bad childhood and you know we decide that we want to be the ones to help them with all that that is the start of a trauma bond that is the simplest i can put it that is the very start where you start to understand shit that you ain't got no business understanding as simple as that and it's really no fault of ours. I think it's because we've almost been raised or groomed to have that understanding factor, you know? Like for me, I picked up that understanding habit from trying to understand my mom's way of loving me and connecting with me, you know? Um, she was emotionally unavailable growing up, but as a kid, I didn't understand that that's what that was. You know, I just know that she would be inconsistent with her love and care for me. Um, would be flip-flop. I never knew she was having a good day or a bad day or how she was going to treat me or what she was going to say. I never knew what she was going to flip. It was a lot of shaky ground. You know, I didn't really always know how her temperament was going to be that day. And so I learned to walk on eggshells around her. And so it was always all about her feelings. And it was like... You know, screw mine, basically. And this is, as a kid, I didn't understand this. This is what happened. This is what happened to a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of women that I coach, a lot of people in my Afghan girl community. We've all basically had similar experiences in our childhood, you know? And so it starts there. And we pick up that habit of being super understanding because that's what helped us to survive in our households and our upbringings. You know, I knew I would say things to myself as I got older in my teen years and I started to try to understand my mom's behavior towards me. I was like, well, she loves me, but she just shows me in her own way. She loves me in her own way. You know, I picked up that habit of trying to understand someone's love for me from her. And so you take that component of it and you go out into the world and you start dating. You're already dating and you're feeling depleted of love. You're low on love. You're even low on self-love because no one really ever poured into you to help you to learn how to love yourself. So you're void of all those things. But you know you really want love because you really technically really want all the love you never really got. And you're trying to find that. And so you're taking the same ideal that you've been taught about love out into the dating world. You're taking those same ideas and those same beliefs. So when someone comes along and they become inconsistent or they start to treat you differently than how they did it before. Or the love bombing, you know, ends and then they drop it and become inconsistent. You start to try to make up things in your head about that behavior and about how they're treating you to justify what's going on. And also to kind of help you feel better about what's going on too. And so you're like, well, it's probably just this and that. And you're trying to understand the why instead of just taking it for what is going on. And it's because, you see the cycle? You see what I'm saying? You picked it up in your childhood. You picked it up somewhere. You picked up that belief that that's how love works. It's that you have to be super understanding and that, you know, people will love you, but they're going to love you in their own way. And you should be accepting of that when you don't have to. That is the start of a trauma bond. And whether or not that person knows that, it's the beginning stages of emotional abuse or verbal abuse or whatever abuse it is. 
you know, ready to understand that that's the that's what they're doing to you. That's what they understand also to be love. That's how they understand to gain love as well. And so it's not just you coming into that trauma bond with trauma. They also have trauma. And so in a sense, yes, technically you are bonding over trauma, so to speak. But in a trauma bond, the difference is, is that it's one person is being the abuser of you. It's not like you all are both just connecting like, oh, you have death and, you know, oh, you lost your parents. I lost my parents, too. Oh, we're both traumatized. Let's connect. It's not that. It's where one person is actually abusing you. It's an abusive thing. So that's the difference that I want to make clear of. And so what happens with all of that after being love bombing is like you become hooked. And I feel like one of the reasons why you can become so hooked in a trauma bond is because of that understanding component. That little small component of you of like. Oh, I see that they've been hurt and they've damaged and they got this and that going on. And you kind of like bypass the abuse or you justify the abuse. And you're like, well, it's okay because I understand that they got this and that going on. And so you feel like that that's all you can get. Because that's all you've ever seen. You know, all I've ever seen is someone being inconsistent with their love for me. All I've ever seen is someone just being emotionally unavailable one day, maybe emotionally available the other day, just up and down. So I never really know what was going on. All I've ever seen is someone take their frustration and anger out on me. All I've ever seen, you know, all I've ever seen is that I've never experienced or seen someone just actually loving me in a healthy way and connecting with me in a healthy way. And taking accountability for their actions, you know. I've never seen any of that. So I'm used to feeling like I have to work hard in a relationship. I'm used to feeling like that this is normal. That even though it's bringing me discomfort, I feel like this is normal because this is what I used to. I just got to work hard to make this work. I just got to work harder to understand them. I just got to stop frustrating them so much. I just got to work with them through this and then we'll get to the good part and they'll be the perfect partner for me. I just got to help them heal their trauma. You know, you're understanding so much shit. And that's what's keeping you bound there. And it's like, it's not only that. Is you're looking for some type of connection. And this abuser has brought you that. It may not have been. It may not be the healthiest of the connections. But it's something. You know it's something that you probably are not used to ever getting. And think about it. If all you know is connections to be that way. That's the connections that you're going to attract and be in. And that's what you're going to normalize. Because that's what you're used to. You know. And so. If you're just really wanting love and really wanting connection, but you only know how to get it one way and this way, what you think is going to happen? You know, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to find yourself in that trauma bond. So that's why I said it's so hard to break because this is the only type of connection you feel you can get. This is the only way you feel you can receive love. This is the only way you feel that you can be loved is if you have to tolerate this and put up with this. And so, then comes them 
talking bad about you, devaluing you, and making you feel bad, and making it feel like it's all your fault, making you feel like you're crazy, making you feel like you're too insecure, just making you feel like that you're just the problem, you know, and here that comes. And what you've learned to do is be like, you know, maybe I am the problem. You start questioning yourself because... It's not really them that was that's making you question yourself. You were already kind of questioning yourself before that. And so they're triggering that and making you feel those things about yourself. And so that is also how you keep yourself stuck in the trauma bond. And, and what happens is that it's slowly building this type of familiarity to where, okay, I don't like it. I'm stressed. I'm upset. I'm crying all the time. But... This is all there is, and this is probably as best as it's going to get. And so, which kind of leads me into how to break the trauma bond. Like, to break it, it's hard to break a trauma bond because you really deep down believe that this is the love of your life and this is the best it's going to get. You really truly believe that there's no one else for you and that love has to be this way and that love has to be hard at first before it gets to the good part. You know, you truly believe that this is how it's supposed to go. And so you're stuck in that cycle and you can't break free of that because you feel like breaking free of that, you will have nothing. You're afraid of the unknown, afraid of what's going to happen next for you, afraid of just being alone, afraid of never having someone, afraid that that is the best that you can get. So you better work it, make it work and stick it out. You know, you have all these beliefs around it. And a lot of it has to do with the scarcity mindset that was created in you because you've never seen anything healthy. You know, I had never seen a healthy relationship growing up. My parents didn't have a healthy connection. I've never seen a healthy marriage. But that's the thing, though. I did not know that they had an unhealthy marriage until I got older, like in my 20s, like 29, when I started healing from my own toxic relationships to where I realized that if my shit is toxic, like these were toxic relationships that I was in, that must mean my parents were in a toxic marriage or relationship all this time. And I thought that shit was normal. It's when you start to heal your own shit is when you start to realize how abnormal it was for you growing up. Because you're starting to realize where you picked it up from and what's going on. And that part can hurt so bad. Because it's like, what is my life all this time? It's like, what's really going on? You know, it's like, I thought that I was on the right path and everything was normal. I thought that I was being loved the right way. And then to realize that you weren't and that your parents, quote unquote, failed you in a sense it can hurt to wrap your brain around that it it can hurt to come to that realization and that's just a whole nother thing on your healing journey but even if you didn't have just the worst upbringing or you had decent parents and all that you can still find yourself on a trauma bond and it can just be because you're just looking for that connection you may have not felt the connection like you needed with your parents or maybe someone just love bums you really well and then you're caught up in that and you're thinking that that's reality but to break it you have to realize that there's so 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 much more than that so i'm going to be the one to tell you that there's more than that 
And you're not going to see it right away. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to think that there can be more than that. You're not going to think that there can be life after them. You know, you're not going to think this on your own. And before I move forward to tell you how I personally broke mine, the way that I personally broke mine is that I had to go down and through there to where I couldn't take any more at all. I broke my trauma bond by being just broken into where I felt like I had no choice but to learn how to build myself back up. I broke my trauma bond by basically having to let them go because they were trying to leave anyway, you know? And with my exes, it was just like, I didn't really want to leave, but it's like they forced my hand by how they started to treat me. And it's like, it just got worse and worse and worse. Things did not get better. It just got worse and worse and worse. And you know, after some time when you're just being, you know, faced with all that, you have no choice left after that, but to just be done with it and just to let it release and just cry your eyes out to yourself at night until you finally get over them, you know? And that's what happened with me. Like with my ex, I kind of, you know, it kind of just happened on its own because he started the stages after all the love, I mean, after acting like he was going to marry me, after acting like I was the best thing he ever met, after saying all those things to me, acting like we were really going to be together, he didn't like pull the rug from under me, you know? And what I mean by he pulled the rug from under me, it's like he just switched off a sudden. And it's like nothing I did was good enough. I was not that same woman that, you know, he met. I was not the same beautiful woman. I was now ugly, fat and ugly with acne. I was now all these bad things when he made me feel like I was on top of the world, like I was the best thing ever. That is confusing to someone, you know. For you to be in a position of someone once admiring you and showering you with nothing but terms of endearment and acting like you're the best thing since sliced fucking bread. Someone to go from that to suddenly go to acting like you ain't shit and like you've done everything wrong and you're trying to figure out what you've done wrong and you're trying to figure out why they don't love you no more. You can't help but try to figure out what the why is in that. You know, it's hard for you to compute in your mind, you know, what they're doing and to be like, Oh, they're treating me wrong. I got to go. No, that's why I said it's hard to break this because someone has groomed you to depend on them. And I feel like that the reason for them to do that is that they want to break you down. They want to see you being broken down over them. That in a twisted way, that's like love to them. So they like, okay, look at her acting a, a plump fool over me. Or look at her crying her eyes out over me. I got control over her now. And it's like they twisting around like you were the problem. You the problem is you is you. It's not fair to say the least. It's confusing to say the least. It's manipulation to say the least. But that's what happens. And so how do you break free from all that, you know? How do you rebuild yourself from that? How do you let go and just move on from that? And the thing is, girlfriends, it's not just something simple where you just pick up and you're gone. It's not, I don't want you to feel like that something's wrong with you because you're taking so long, quote unquote, so long to get over this person. It was not your typical relationship. And so to break it, you have to slowly rebuild yourself in a new way.
you're not rebuilding the old you, you know, you're creating a new you almost because the new you is going to have new thoughts and new beliefs. And for me, I had to go back and think about where all of this started from. It wasn't the relationships. And that's what got me to thinking about my childhood and my upbringing and what I saw. It's like I slowly start to come to realization that it didn't start with me. It You know, it didn't start with my ex. It, it's something else. And it got me to think, like, what the hell is going on? And so you have to get to the root of it. Your root may be different, you know. Your root may not be your parents or whatnot. It can be anything. You have to get to the root of when you first felt like this. When you were first made to feel like this, that's what love is. When you first saw the unhealthiness in relationships or when you first had the thoughts and beliefs that this is as good as it gets, you know, there, there's no, no better out there. Where did these thoughts come from? And so to break it, you know, you're not going to think about those thoughts. To break it, it's just really solely that you get tired. I'm just going to be honest. Like breaking a trauma bond, it's just simply you growing tired to your wits end to where you can't take it any fucking more and when you realize you can't take it no more that's when it breaks and to be honest there's there's no other way to break it and that's why I struggled with what I was going to say for this podcast because I'm like well Kendall how did you break your trauma bond how did you how did you get out I get out when I was tired when I couldn't take anymore because I went back and forth for so many times. There was no other way that I broke it and got out. Now, after you finally get out, if you want to know how you start that healing process, for me, a big thing that helped me was really, really being truly, truly honest with myself about what I was feeling and about what was going on with me. And the truth of the matter was that I was still so tied and bound to this man you know I felt like I had all this love in here from in me for him and I had no place for it to go and it and it ached me it hurt me like it hurt really bad and I'm like why can I not just stop loving someone that's so bad for me that's a trauma bond and so what I had to do this is get this is going to be a little spiritual what I did whether you believe in God or not, or whatever you believe in, this is the spiritual aspect for me. And I feel like it's not only talking to, like, God. If you, if you believe in God, I do. Talking to God or the universe, whatever you want to say. I also feel like it's talking to the God in you. And it's also talking to the universe in you. It's also talking to just your higher self to, like, pick you up and bring you out of that. I remember, like, really crying and begging to God to take this love I have for this man out of me, you know? Like, literally pleading. And with that pleading, it's just being honest with yourself that you have this tight bound to this man and you don't understand what it is or why. It's being truthfully honest with yourself. Instead of acting like you're fine and moving along, like it don't hurt you. It's you realizing that it does and that you're realizing that you're really tightly bound and so in realizing that you are tightly bound to this man or this woman, this person, whoever you're dating, and realizing that you're tightly bound to them, it's realizing that there's something that needs to be broken. You know, it's realizing that 
you are too weak to do it on your own. And you need to call on someone else, a higher being, a higher you. You need to call on someone else to help bring you out of it, so to speak. And it's not only that, it's also declaring that you have a weakness for this person and that you need help with it. It's also declaring that it's something truly wrong there. You know, whether or not you want to confess it to yourself, it's you realizing that there's an issue here. And so that you can heal from it, you know, you can't. What is this? How does the saying go? I'm not sure who said this, but they say you can't heal what you don't reveal. And so it's now revealing to yourself that this is a this is a this is something that I need to really work on. Like this is a soft spot. I'm really tightly bound here. And so what I did was like I remember just really crying out, like, take the love I have for this man out of me. He's not good for me and I want to move on. You can write it out, a letter out saying, I want to move on. I want you out of me. I want the love I have for you to be gone. I think sometimes what happens is that we get too caught up in it and we really don't want to truly let go because we're hoping that they can still change. We're hoping that something can happen from that. And so we're not really truly ready to let go. So that's what keeps us bound in the trauma bond. Even long after we split from the person, we're still some kind of way connected with them. Because we are hoping that some kind of way that they can change and it can be all right and they can come back. You know, you're still looking for your abuser to make you feel better, you know. And so when that is happening, it's going to be hard for you to declare that it is a real problem that you want to let go. If you're not ready to let go, if you don't declare that, then you're going to be still bound to that person. It's just... It just is what it is. Like, you can't break a trauma bond if you are not ready to break free. As simple as that. And so, until you are ready to actually break free from that trauma bond, you will still be bound to that person. It can be a year or two later, and you're still tightly bound to them because you're just not ready. And so, once you feel like you're ready, and once you feel like you're tired, and once you feel like it's no... And once you feel like you're just ready to let it go, you have to declare it out loud and you have to like cry it out that you are ready to let this go. Take the love of half of this person out of me. I want them gone. I want to be healed. And once you declare that, it's like the healing journey begins. It's like the real healing journey begins. And after that, you begin to try to focus more on the reality. Like a big, big, big thing that really helped me after doing all of that and declaring that I really want to move on. After really declaring that I want to let this go and break free from this person. I started focusing more on the reality of things. Because when you're caught up in that trauma bond, you're not really seeing clearly what reality is, you know. And so afterwards, I really had to sit and think to myself about the relationship and about that man that I felt so tightly bound to. And when I really thought of it, I'm like, um, he can't really meet my needs and he can't really be the man that I really want him to be. You know, I I started thinking about these type of relationship that I really want, you know, the type of man that I really want and what I really want my love story to be, how I really want it to go. And when I thought about that, 
that reality of what I really, really wanted, I realized that he was nothing like that. He was never going to fit that reality. And once I realized that he just wasn't going to be it, and I started just really realizing that it's just not going to be him. It's just not going to be it. And I also had to get rid of myself and realize that there's a whole big other world out there. He's not, you know, my whole world. And it's hard to see that when you're so used to a certain thing or you have this belief that men, whoever you date, are just going to be one way. You know, you're so used to feeling like that it's going to be this way. There's no one else better. You know, love is hard work. And you start, you know, you have all these limiting beliefs and thoughts about not only yourself, but about romance and love and what it's going to be. That's also a component that keeps you bound. You think, you know, this is the best it was going to get. And now I don't have anyone or have nothing. And you feel like letting that go means you, you end up with nothing. But girlfriend, you end up with so much more. I want you to believe that. I want you to know that if no one else is telling you that or has ever told you that, I'm telling you that right now, that it is so much more out there than that bad relationship with someone treating you the way that they're treating you. Someone that's constantly hurting you. You don't have to constantly cry, be stressed. You don't have to constantly fight with them. You don't have to constantly feel like you're the butt of all of the problems. You don't have to constantly feel like you're being emotionally abused. You don't have to feel like that. You you do not. There's a whole other world out there. And am I saying that you're going to quickly find someone else to make you just forget about your ex and show you that, oh, there are better men out there? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you're, you can develop your own life in ways that makes you feel happy with life again. You have to understand that the only connection is not just a romantic connection with a man and that the only connection is not just you finding love and finding a husband. That is not the only way to feel fulfilled and happy in life. That's also a limiting belief that keeps you bound. And so you have to really develop yourself in ways that you may have not been developed during your childhood. You know, you have to go back and kind of like rescue your inner child like like imagine you grabbing your inner child up and saying you know i got us now we're gonna have a better life than what we were giving we're gonna discover ourselves a lot more than what we ever discovered we're gonna learn to love ourselves a lot more you know we're gonna do better than what we've been given in the hand that's been dealt to us and it's like your beliefs and thoughts are so limited because your world was so limited and when your world was so limited, it's hard for you to see anything beyond that. And that's also what keeps you in a trauma bond, what keeps you bound. And so it's really getting out and really discovering yourself and who you are in your life and what you got going for yourself. It's really discovering all there is to life. It's not really just about a man. You know, if you made it just about a man and being married or a partner and having someone, that's also very limiting, you know? When there is so much more to life than that. And I had to get out and realize that. And so it, with me being alone, I had community. I would say that. I did have community. Community, what I mean by that is that I did have a group of girlfriends, a group of friends, a group of people to help me. I did have that. And it wasn't solely about finding a man. It was just me solely about developing myself. 
And so in doing that, that really fulfilled and enriched my life in ways that I never thought could happen. I remember after my trauma bond and breaking and trying to move forward from it, the way that I moved forward was I remember I traveled. That was something new for me. So it's like you're finding something new that you never thought you could do and doing it and realizing that, okay, if I can do this new thing, I can do a lot of other new things. So I've never been on a plane. I had never traveled. This was not me at 29, 8, 29, around there. Never been out of the country. Never had a passport. Never visited a faraway place. I mean, never been on a plane. Never been to a beach. And when my friends came to me, my coworkers at the time, that I was friends with, came to me and were like, you know, we're going to go on the trip. I remember almost declining because I'm like, well, um, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I don't want my boyfriend at the time to get mad, which was the one I was in the trauma bond with. But it was slowly, it, it's wits in and kind of waning off. But you know how it be at the end. And it's like, it's kind of broken up. It's kind of not. And you're kind of hoping it work out. And they're kind of tiptoeing in and out. You're trying to let go, but not really. And you're kind of there, kind of not. You know, that limbo phase you're in. I was stuck in that, not really letting go yet. And I almost didn't go. But I remember I told my friends, I'm going to go. You know, and I remember my ex at the time getting a little attitude with me and it was just act, he was acting insecure and jealous over that because they, like I said, you're not in the trauma, trauma bond by yourself as if you're the only one with trauma. They got trauma too. They just take on the role of the, of the abuser to feel more powerful. So, yeah, he had his shit too. He felt insecure about me going on the trip, but I was just like, we're not even really halfway together. Why does it matter to you? I'm trying to live my life. And so I went. And baby, I got my life. Like, <laughs> I was like, I remember standing at that beach for the first time. And when I say this for me, standing at that beach for the first time, I wanted to be, this can be for you, your first time doing anything. It doesn't have to be the trip or whatever. Whatever you felt like you felt compelled to do with your life or whatever you've always wondered about. Something new that you want to discover. It can be as small as just you taking up a new class for like painting. And you've always wanted to learn how to paint like for real or play the piano or play an instrument or learn how to model. Whatever it is. Whatever it is that you felt like you always wanted to do. But you felt like was kind of out of your reach. Because of whatever limited beliefs you had about that as well. Do it. Like just do it. And that's what I did. And it was for me traveling and getting on the plane for the first time. And seeing the beach for the first time. And that really woke me up to like what life could be. I'm like there's so much to discover. And I remember after that I'm like. I want to discover traveling more. I want to do me more. It it compelled me to want to do that. So if you want to know how you break a trauma bond, baby, you got to discover yourself and discover life for real. Not just the life that you've been handed. Not just the life that you believe that you can get. Not just the life that you believe there's all there's out there. There's not, it's not, there's not, that's not all that's out there. That's all I'm saying. And once you discover that, you'll start really trying to discover more and it be, and it becomes a practice and it becomes a confidence boost and it becomes a self-esteem boost because the more that you practice at something the better you feel about it it can be you starting your own business you always wanted to start maybe you felt like you had limited beliefs about that it's really just getting to you and rediscovering you 
and maybe discovering you. I would say rediscovering, but maybe it's actually discovering you because like when traveling for me and getting on a plane and going places and stuff, that was so foreign to me because my mom was always afraid of planes. She was always afraid to fly. She was always afraid to travel. She was always afraid of the ocean. She was always afraid of all those big things in the world. And it, she helped me to have those limiting beliefs about everything. And so it's like, it's like you're almost like you're in a loop, in a circle. And you're just having the same limiting thoughts, the same limiting beliefs. And then it's like you all of a sudden like, you know what? You stop in that cycle and like, you know what? Even with scared, shaky Bambi legs, I'm going to shoot out this cycle and try something new. You know, imagine that. Imagine you're going in the loop. Same limiting beliefs, same limiting thoughts. And you decide to suddenly like, you know what? I'm going to try something different. And you try it even scared. And then that builds your confidence slowly. Your self-esteem slowly. It builds you up slowly when you start realizing that there's so much more than that same loop, that same cycle. You realize it's so much more. And that's when you start to realize that there are a lot of different people out there. There are a lot of different men out there. And that's what helped me to break the trauma bond ultimately. To like really free myself from it. It's, I had to free my mind from the same thoughts that I had. And so it's like you're getting your life. You're discovering yourself outside of all the thoughts that someone told you. And you're reinventing yourself. That's what helped me break the trauma bond. Like ultimately. Those things like moving forward and building myself up in ways that I never thought I could. So, I want you to know that there's so much more, so much more to life. Please believe me, there's so much more to life and there's so much to discover. And on your path to that, there's so many people that you're going to come across. So many people that you're going to meet that are going to accept you and love you in ways that your own parents probably couldn't have or weren't able to. Believe that and know that. But that's all I got for this podcast episode, y'all. Like I said, this was the best that I could do. I looked up stuff about trauma bonds online. It was so cookie cutter. cutter. It just didn't, like, really... I don't feel like it really got to it. it you know, it says seek a therapist and seek help. We know that. You know, I do one-on-one coaching. You can always reach out to me and along with your therapist. So... That can also help. But the main thing, I want to do something that actually told you, like, an action of what you can do. So, I hope that helps. But check me out on my Patreon bonus episodes. I have a lot of um, other bonus podcasts on there. I do one-on-one mindset and tools for coaching to help you break out of your trauma bond. Reach out to me. Um, I've been that girl.net. That's where you find out my coaching. But that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. I hope it helped you. Until the next podcast episode girlfriends peace out